In John chapter 8, verses 7 through 11, the confrontation of Jesus by the Jewish elite over their arrest of an adulterous woman concluded in an unexpected way as the Lord demonstrated the dramatic difference between condemnation and conviction. The religious leaders continued insisting that Jesus take a stand on the issue of the woman's punishment. Her guilt was not in question. She'd been caught in the act. This was about whether she should be stoned to death for her crime. And it seemed Jesus was hesitating because of the cleverness of their trap. If he agreed with their judgment, he would alienate the crowds. If he didn't, he would be guilty of not upholding the law. Either way, the scribes and Pharisees would win, so they pressed him for a response. But he refused to play their game. Instead, he issued a statement that acknowledged the seriousness of the sin without joining the chorus of condemnation. He simply invited anyone who was guiltless among the accusers to throw the first rock. Then he went back to writing in the dirt. Stunned by the power of what he'd said, verse 8 tells us everyone who heard it was convicted and began to quietly slip out one by one until Jesus was left alone with the woman. And after confirming that no one was left to condemn her, Without condoning, excusing, or turning a blind eye to what she'd done, he sent her away into the hope of a different future than the one she'd arrived with by saying, go and sin no more. And that's what conviction always does. It creates the potential for a different outcome when combined with our confession and repentance. Condemnation passes judgment on sin for the purpose of punishment. Conviction acknowledges sin for the purpose of redirecting future behavior. The Lord refused to condemn, but his direct confrontation of the sin of both the leaders and the adulteress resulted in conviction that changed the course of their actions. Condemnation only deepens patterns of iniquity. Conviction empowers redemption. Condemnation is used by the devil to imprison us. Conviction is used by the Holy Spirit to set us free. Now, two nights ago, I was jolted awake by the realization that I'd left a restaurant that evening without paying the bill. My heart rate climbed with the realization that I'd stolen from that business. I began imagining what the waitress must have thought of me, and worse, the damage I'd done to my gospel testimony with the people at the neighboring table I'd had a conversation with about Jesus. And even though my failure was not intentional, suddenly there it was condemnation. But just as I could feel that wave of shame about to break over me, I found myself responding to the hope-filled voice of conviction instead. Before God, I confessed my irresponsibility and formed a plan of repentance that involved returning to the eatery as soon as they opened the next day to make things right. As I did, my soul settled and instead of spending the night in restless guilt, I was at peace. The next day, when I went back to straighten things out, not only was the staff not angry, they actually thanked me and remarked several times about how impressed they were with my honesty. Clearly a different outcome than I deserved. If you find yourself coming under the weight of condemnation today, reject it. On the other hand, be quick to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit and you'll find Him redirecting your future.